0: what is up you guys my name is sabrina and i get to be one of the hosts for this podcast on fire for those who are coming in for the first time or for those who are coming back welcome i'm so happy and so grateful that you guys are coming in and tuning in for today's episode and today's amazing word because as you can tell by the title we are in part one of the very first message series on this podcast titled examples of obedience. Now in last week's episode I did an introduction and opening to what obedience is and how it is important in our walk with Christ and I was just defining it and using Bible verses for like context and clarification. I also shared how this message series is going to be played out and what you guys are going to be getting for it and what to expect. I said I will be sharing stories from the Bible, again examples of obedience, and just kind of have an encouraging moment with you guys that hopefully these um examples that i share with you guys from the bible um encourage you guys and hopefully you're able to relate to and, and grow from it you know i hope it inspires you so that's my whole concept of this whole message series and what you guys will be expecting so make sure you go check out last week's episode where i got to talk about that and then once you're done make sure you come back here because you don't want to miss out on today's word but as you can tell by the title we are sharing abraham's obedience the homie, the the top g he's the he's the homie abraham's obedience is an amazing amazing story so without further ado let's just go ahead and jump right into it so abraham's obedience you can find abraham's story in the book of genesis uh chapters 11 to 25 um after chapter 25 it talks about his sons you know his his legacy you know The rest of the children, I guess. (laughs) But um, a lot of you may know who Abraham is, a lot of you may not know who he is. Maybe some of you know his story, some of you don't, maybe bits and pieces. But that's what I'm here for. I'm here to share a story and share his act of obedience and how amazing his step of faith, literally, his faith and his obedience was insane. Now, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. So, who is Abraham? The big known question: who is Abraham? Well, first off, Abraham was named Abram. His original name was Abram. He was the son of Terah and lived near the southern Mesopotamian city called Ur of the Chaldees. Now, I was kind of curious on what this city um, meant and what they do there, because again, the back then a lot of different cities. Until the, s- still to this day, whoa, still to this day there was um there's different beliefs in different countries and different cities. So I was kind of curious on what specific city they. Did like what their traditions, rituals were, and the earth of the Chaldees, the people there in that city worshipped a moon god called Sin. Now, Sin is um actually like it's spelled S-I-N. Sin. So I don't know if it's actually. like said that way or maybe i don't know that's just how it's spelled so if i'm saying it wrong sorry not sorry but um yeah in that city they worship a moon god called sin obviously that's a no bueno that is not a good city to be in obviously especially if you're a christian person you can go spread the gospel there don't get me wrong and you can shine a light but maybe people who grew up in that city is not a very good city but anyways um abram his wife was sarah sarai also known as sarah Um, that was her original name again before god had changed that i'll get to that later on so yeah um abram grew up in that city he grew up in the earth of the chaldees where they worshiped a moon god which is again no bueno a few years after um um abram's father um a few years after his passing god god called abram and he told him to take his people and leave that city he told him to hey i need you to skedaddle out of there i need you to flee then god makes a promise to abraham and in genesis 12 um, verses 2 to 3 he says i will make you into a great nation and i will bless you i will make your name great and i and you will be a blessing i will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you i will curse Mm, craziness (laughs) and all people on earth will be blessed through you so obviously God was like, yo, this place ain't for you. This place ain't glorifying me whatsoever. They are worshiping a false God and not me. So God was like, I need you to leave because you're not going to get anything from me if you continue to be there. So what does Abram do? Abram takes his wife Sarai and his nephew Lot and they left Haran and went to the land of Canaan. So Canaan is known as the promised land. It is... um. It was uh, given the name the Promised Land. That's what they all called it. Now let's just this isn't the big obedience I wanted to share of Abraham's story. This is just a small step of obedience. Not even small. This homie had to move cities by feet because there weren't no cars, no freaking airplanes at the time like that. It was literally. Walking, So he had to take a step of obedience of moving to a different city. And I just wanted to um, point that out real fast that that right there is a step of obedience. That's a step of faith that Abraham had to take. Because, again, it was just him, his wife, and his nephew Lot. Obviously, they probably didn't have much growing up. And now they have to move and change cities with maybe little food. And, you know, that right there was a step of obedience. But also notice the work of God at that he took he told abraham to take your family out of that city because again that that city was no bueno that city was just full of sin obviously because they were idolizing a false god where again where they worshiped and believed in another god and god took them To a place where it was known as a promised land. Wow. He just promised Abraham. And what the verse I just read. He was telling him. I'm going to make you into this great nation. Your name will be known. I'm going to bless you. And all this good stuff. So he told him. I'm going to take you to the land of Canaan. Which was known as a promised land. As he made a promise. Wow. The round of applause for for God. Because he did that. He ate that up. (laughs) So Abraham did what he did and did what God told him to do and he moved now obviously I'm not saying oh my gosh they got there you know perfectly and he got what he wanted obviously there were complications in the way there was you know the enemy again trying to step in when God tells us something well like, you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna take a step of faith and we go and then the enemy's like hold on I need you to be with me So obviously there were complications on the way um, to the land of Canaan and the whole traveling. So obviously they make the trip. They acted out on the step of obedience and they left. And along the way, as Abram went to Egypt, um, Abram was like, yo, Sarai, my wifey. Um, my pookie Wookie. <laughs> um, these are the names i'm just making up because in today's generation but whatever um he tells his wife like yo you're really good looking like i think you're so attractive like you're like a 10 out of 10 like you're you're top notch and when the egyptians see you they're gonna take you away from me so i need you to say you are my sister and sarai was like yo okay i'm, I'm done with that let's just keep me safe so they walk into egypt and automatically all eyes are on sarai I'm guessing she was a 10 out of 10, a baddie. I think she was perfect. <laughs> Obviously, how they put her. All the Egyptians saw her and they were like, they praised her, they boasted about her to Pharaoh. So, what does Pharaoh do? He's like, yo, I'm gonna need that girl by my side. I'm, a, I'm gonna have to steal your chick, I'm gonna have to steal your sister. So, Pharaoh takes her. And there goes Abram, like, dang, oh my gosh, no way. And then God curses Pharaoh because of what he did and pharaoh was like what what have you done to me he was like oh my gosh why didn't you tell me she was your wife and you told me she was your sister i don't want her anymore take her take her let her be so he releases her and gives her back to abram so then later on lot and abram get caught up in this livestock complication and then lot gets captured (laughs) lot gets taken away because of um some battles that him and Abram both got caught up with the kings and different nations and again different kings. So Lot gets captured by this king and Abram's like, Oh my gosh. So he goes to get him back and he goes and takes um some soldiers with him, some trained men, and then he comes back and he rescues Lot. And then after the battle a king of Salem I don't know how to pronounce his name so I'm not even gonna try. But it starts with the letter M. <laughs> um, the king of Salem, M, blesses Abram. And he tells him in Genesis 14, 19 to 20. Blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of the heaven and earth. And praise to be God most high who delivered your enemies into your hands. So honestly, I love this moment because... Of what abram did he went to go get lot back he got his wife back because of all the struggles that the enemy was trying to you know separate them obviously and trying to keep them in bondage and god was able to work through that so this king he praises god and he thanks god for abram and he blesses abram and all obviously his safe travelings and again He was continuing to bless him that means god was speaking to the king through him to tell abram like you're still gonna continue to be blessed so god's promise was still carrying on even without them even knowing which is craziness to me i think these small moments are so beautiful to me because you just see how god is working now obviously that all happened they make it to the land of canaan they're already on their way they're already you know settled and this was known as god's covenant with abraham so we got god calling him first and then god telling him to move and then the complications got in the way and then obviously god comes with a covenant with abraham so god comes to abraham abram in a vision and he tells him not to fear he's like yo homie like chill up bro like i got you god is his he was saying i'm your shield like i am your shield i'm going to protect you so abraham's like ah you know what God? He was like he questions God. He's like, how can he give me anything? In the Bible, he talks. Um, he says that, how can you give me? I can't benefit anything for you. I'm childless. I have nothing for you. So why? <clears throat> how can you bless me with this? And I have nothing in return. And then, so he just goes on saying that he has no um, child. He has. Um, he's just childless. He has no son, no daughter to give to God. You know, he's just talking about his kids. He has no kids. He's literally no kid. And then God tells Abraham, he's like, yo, look up at the stars. And he's like, and count them. And he's like, if you can, <laughs> if you can. He's like, so as much as you see the stars, all of these stars that you see is how much of a big, great nation you will have. He was like, these are the children. These are your lineage, your your generation, your descendants. These are, um, this is what I mean by a great nation. So God is telling him, like, if you can count the stars, because there's so many in the freaking sky. He's like, if you can count them. He's like, that's how many uh, how many nations I will make out of you. That's how much of a father you're going to be out of this whole great nation. So then Abram, what does he do? He still questions God. <laughs> when I was rereading this, I was like, Abram, bro, are you dumb? I was like, how can you be so dumb? God is telling you this. God is saying, oh my gosh, I promise you this, promise you that. And I'm like, yo, spring, I should probably shut up because I do the same exact thing. And a lot of us can relate to this because... God will tell us something, and we're like, oh, I don't know, God, because, you know, this and this and that. Like, I can't be doing that. And then God's like, all right, bet. He was like, look at that. He goes, "Then I put this out? I promised that, and it came to life. He was like, I spoke words into it, and boom, it's made. He's like, now I'm trying to tell you that I made you promises. I'm going to bless you. And what do we do? We still doubt. Because, again, it, we're like, well, what do you need us to do? We're all like, well, God, you know, it's I'm no i'm not anyone different i'm not special you know and that's what abram's thinking he's like but why god i have nothing for you and again we can relate to this and god tells him to bring him um these different type of animals um a heifer, i think it's that's what it's called the goat a ram and a dove and a young pigeon as a sacrifice now um god tells him to bring all these things because it was an act like it wasn't more like i'm gonna keep my word like i'm gonna keep my end you know it was god keeping his word and uh Uh, for Abram and vice versa. So Abraham does what he does and he does what God told him to do. And he brings the animals and he sacrifices them. And that was just an act, again, just an act of um, saying that God is a God of his word. like He's a man of his word. Okay. He is the God of his own word. So that was just saying like, all right, bro, you bring me this. He's like, and I got you. So that was an act of obedience as well. God literally told him, I need you to bring me this. And I need you to believe and have trust. That i'm going to make you uh, make a great nation out of you you're going to be the father of this you're going to be known if i need you to sacrifice to me so that's where it was an agreement like all right but now i know we're not supposed to make deals with god like okay god if you give me this i'll do this in return we're not supposed to be doing that we're not supposed to negotiate with him that is not that is no bueno but i feel like in this moment god was just saying like yo i'm gonna keep my end of my word if i say this because he is a man of his word he he's a god of his word okay let's just put that out there if god says something's gonna happen it's gonna happen and nothing's gonna stop that so this was god that was god telling him like this is what i'm trying to tell you because i need you to sacrifice this (laughs) my ac just turned on so if you heard it sorry but that was just god keeping the end of his word so after that moment obviously abram he does what he does he steps out in the act of obedience and he brings the animals he sacrifices them and all that good stuff so that was another act of obedience shown and shared now 11 years have passed since god um came to abram in a vision and promised him his nation and the using the stars and all that stuff and there was still no child sarai has was not pregnant pregnant she did not give birth to a son yet and again, eleven years has passed. So, Sarai was like, "Oh my gosh, it's, it's eleven years now." I remind you again, they are old. <laughs> they are some. They're already in their late 70s, um, late 80s as well. I believe Abram was 86 and Sarai was maybe like a 70 something but they were old okay so they were still expecting a child because that's what God had promised them God had told them that he would they he would, they were going to bear children and nothing has happened yet so Sarai her being her she mistaken what God meant and she was like oh I understand now she was like maybe you should sleep and have intercourse with our servant Hagar and Abram was like hmm that sounds interesting he's like maybe so Sarai tells Abram she's like that's what God meant so she mistook God's words instead of waiting she mistook it and she told Abram to have a sexual intercourse with their servant Hagar their maid that stayed with them so what does Abram do he believes Sarai and he's like you know what I'll do it so he does and she gives she bears a son she gives birth to a son named Ishmael um and then I believe Ishmael means God hears God hears us. I believe that's what I read somewhere in the Bible, that Ishmael means God hears us. Uh, because of the story of um, Hagar and Ishmael in that little section right there. God came to her and was like, yo, it's okay. I'm here for you. You need to name your son Ishmael. So that's what she named it because of what um, God told her. So that's like a quick little snippet of her. So Abram was 86 years old. As Sarah... <laughs> sarai gets jealous of the servant hagar she thinks um hagar was throwing it in her face that she was pregnant she was able to get pregnant and have a son so she tells abram though i need you to disrespect her i need you to treat her ugly you know disrespect her in all kinds of ways and abram's like yo um you do what you want with the servant like i don't really care like if you do what you want if you want to do that you can so sarai obviously mistreats her and then Hagar gets tired of it so she leaves and she takes ishmael with her so they were out of the picture for some time now after i think it was a couple years now abram this was the covenant of circumcision that god gave abram so abram was 99 at the time from what researchers have said and scientists and all that stuff abraham was 999 at the time when god had called to abram and it finally changed to Abram ham period in genesis 17 4 6 it says you will be the father of many nations no longer will you be called abram you your name will be called abraham for i have made you a father of of many nations which is crazy because he says for i have made you even though abraham did not have any kids at the time he says for i have made you a father of many nations and homie didn't have any kids he was already speaking into the future. <laughs> Round of applause again for God. And then he says, I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and the and kings will come from you. And where did Jesus come from, guys? The lineage of Abraham. Oh, my gosh. Everything's adding up. It's so, it, literally connecting the dots is always like a good wow moment. And this is a wow moment for me. So, I don't know about y'all. If y'all are like amazed right now, wherever y'all are be amazed right now because that is insane anyways after that god tells abraham that every male among him should be circumcised this is the covenant god made to abraham and this is something he must keep this would be a sacrifice to god for all generations okay god also tells him to no longer call his wife sarai by that name but call her sarah the homie sarah the girly sarah the 10 out of 10 sarah i guess She would be blessed and be the mother of nations. Obviously, it's a mother to his kids. She would give birth to a son, and he should be named Isaac. Now, I have a cousin named Isaac. I don't really call him Isaac, but I should probably start calling him Isaac. Because, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. That was a little bit off topic, but that just reminded me. So, um, that's when God then tells him about Ishmael. He did not forget Ishmael, because that's the homie Ishmael. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but let's just hope that I am. And he says tells abraham about his uh, other son ishmael that he will also be blessed and will be fruitful as well but he also tells that isaac that the um the more inheritance will come from isaac um he was saying that ishmael don't worry about ishmael like i will continue to bless him and he will also make nations out of you he goes but the more of the inheritance will go to isaac and then after all that talking abraham he grabs his sons every male in the household and he has them circumcised Again, this is an act of obedience. God's like, I need everyone in that household to be circumcised. I need everyone, every male to be circumcised. And then Abraham's like, yo, I got you, fam. Don't even worry about it, God. He's like, everything going to go down. So he goes and he acts out in that obedience and he trusts God with that. Even if he didn't fully understand why God made that um, covenant, why he made that um, command towards Abraham. He was like, yo, you are God. And honestly, you have shown up in my life a lot he's like i'm gonna continue to do it so in that moment got um abram acted out in that small obedience now obviously isaac was born uh sarai got pregnant she was born uh she he was born so isaac was born he was made known abraham was 100 years old (laughs) um yeah he was yeah he was pretty old he was pretty old just a little bit just a tad bit Abraham was 100 years old when Sarah, um, we're going to guess 90. Again, this is based off the research I was get uh, was given based off how the Bible was played out. So Sarah was about 90, maybe gave birth to their son Isaac. I don't know how she did it. She is 90 years old and she was pushing out a baby. Ooh, round of applause for Sarah. And Abraham was known as the father of faith. Obviously, based on all this, you, everybody knows him as a father of faith and another story at that. And God wanted to put that faith to a test. And God has every right to do that. I Honestly, don't blame God when God puts us to a test because he has every right to put us to test. And a lot of us tried to test him, which is completely wrongo. But God wanted to place a test in Abraham's faith and see if he was actually going to go full through what God was going to tell him. So God calls out to Abraham for this test. Genesis 22, 2 says, Take your son, whom whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, and I will show you. Whew. Now, rereading this, and I know for any parent that reads this and like, sacrifice my child, my child. Well, I guess I can say that because like my nieces and nephews, like, sacrifice my loved one my little sisters oh i don't know if i can do that like um i kind of love them though like why would i want to do that but then again god says whom you love so god knows abraham loves the crap out of his son isaac because that's all they've been wanting is a son a child and it's crazy how god had used him for that and i will get to that later on so Abraham, what does he do? He takes some wood. He tells his wife, yo, I'm going to head out. You know, I got to go do this real fast. So he's the only one that knows of their sacrifice. He did not tell the people he traveled with, his wife. He just said, yo, I have to go do some real fast, and I'll come back. And the wifey was like, all right, bet. So he takes wood, two servants, and his son to the mountain, and they arrive there. And then Abraham tells him, yo, wait here at the bottom. He goes, I'm going to go up there with my son, and we're going to you know, start the sacrifice. Because I believe, uh, yes, Abraham told his wife that he had to go do a sacrificing for God, that that's what God called him to. So that's what she, that's what she agreed on. That's what she believed. But he did not say that it was his son. So back to what I was saying, he tells them to wait there, that he's going to take his son up to do a sacrificing, you know, of an animal or whatever. But he does not tell him about what God exactly told him. So he says we're gonna go um, do a sacrifice we're gonna go worship up there you know give praises to god so isaac and abraham they go up they set up on the mountain they put the woods there they're all ready and that's when isaac asks his dad abraham he says father everything is ready but yo where the lamb he was like i don't see the meat anywhere he was like where is the sacrifice and abraham then tells him he's like yo my boy, my son, my child, you, you is a sacrifice. He was like, you are the sacrifice. <laughs> Why is my phone blowing up? He was like, you are, you are the sacrifice. He was like, I'm going to have to, you are the burnt offering that God told me. So obviously it doesn't go in debt on what exactly, um, um, Isaac and Abraham were talking about in the Bible, but it eventually does say that Isaac was okay with it. Isaac was like, yo God, which I don't <laughs> A round of applause again to isaac props to him because i don't know if i was able to understand that even though it is from god i be like yo you sure it was me are you sure it's not a lamb did you mistake me from lamb and isaac but isaac he understood he was like okay dad he's like I'll, I'll be it now isaac wasn't a teenager we can guess that he was probably in his um early teen um not early teens um late teens me early 20s mid 20s at this time for that understanding so he was like, yo, God, you know what, That If God said this, allow it be done because I know God will not fail. So that was a step of faith Isaac also had. So he was willing to be down for that sacrifice. But right when Abraham is about to sacrifice, like the homie had the dagger. And right when he was about to stab his own son, God was like, yo, stop. He was like, stop. Stop. He was like, stop. And in Genesis 22, 13, he says, God says, do not do anything to him. Now I know you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Whew. In that verse, God was like, now I know you respect me. Now I know you understand me. Now I know that you fear me. Now it's like I'm scared of you, God, but now I know that you um you believe in me. You trust in me, that you, you respect me. Because when I think of fear God, I think respecting God. Like you... Um, Understanding, you trust him, you rely on him, and then he goes because you did not withheld your son, your only son, which who Abraham loved. Obviously, Ishmael was in the picture. He was like, but whom you loved, you did not hesitate on killing your own son for me. He goes, now I know you love me. Now I know you fear me. And then all of a sudden, Abraham sees in the distance a ram. The homie, the ram popped up out of nowhere. God placed that ram. Right there in the middle on a mountain, in the middle of nowhere, God placed a ram on that mountain and it was caught by his horns and Abraham uses that for the sacrifice because God was like, yo, use that instead instead of your son. He goes, like, leave Isaac alone. Do not touch him. He was like, go use that ram and go kill him. So Abraham then called that place. The Lord will provide, which he did. He provided a word. He provided a ram as a sacrifice instead of his son. Then an angel came and reassured him again that because of his obedience to god because of abraham's obedience to god and he did a second guess it he didn't even withheld against it withheld abraham will be greatly blessed with many nations because of the obedience abraham had god was able to bless him a child isaac and ishmael and then this other step of obedience of of sacrificing his son because what god told him to do to put his uh, faith to a test um Abraham was will be greatly blessed now and I feel like obviously that story continues on where he goes home everything's fine and then Isaac gets married you know that story continues on but that's where I'm gonna end it today as um, I um, about the sacrifice of Isaac and I feel like this whole story of Abraham's obedience um, shows us what it means to trust in God's plan even when it's difficult or goes against our own, Desires. Abraham was willing to sacrifice his own son because he believed, he trusted, he obeyed. Again, obeyed meaning trusting. I said that in the last episode. Go check that out. He believed that God had a greater plan in store. And as Christians, we are called to trust in God's plan for our lives. Even when we do not understand it fully, even if we don't understand it to the fullest, God will use the most precious thing in our lives to sacrifice it. And obviously, in in those times and moments, God won't be like, yo, stop. I was just kidding. Like, I was just testing you. God actually wants you to sacrifice. I'm not saying going around killing people. Mm -mm, That's not what I said. But God will use something that you love the most. Example, I love soccer a lot. I loved um, playing soccer. And let's say it became a big thing for me. I'm not saying I don't anymore. But it became a big thing for me. And God's like, I need you to give that up for me. He was like, you got to let go. And then once I do, he's not going to be like, oh, just kidding. I was just testing you. I mean, he could, but he's testing if I will sacrifice that. Or maybe that was something I idolized. And God wants me to let that go so I can fully obey and fully commit to him. So God, obviously, he works in mysterious ways. He's a curious and mysterious creator. So what he has different intentions for different people. So if he tells me I need to sacrifice something and then later, later gives it back to me, then that's because... That was his plan for me, but y'all could be yours could be different. Where he's asking you to sacrifice something for good, to repent of it, and to leave it and to flee it, because you focus too much on that, and you're focus. You need to focus on God. So there are times where he will put your faith to a test to see if you really fear him. And again, we are called to trust in God's plan, even if we don't understand it, because obviously Abraham did not understand why God called him out um, out of that city why he um put them through the the pharaoh situation and the lot situation and then his son and hagar and all that he was not understanding at all but he continued to have faith he continued to act out of obedience why because he trusted in god and he knew that god was capable of everything and he did not put limits on our heavenly father yes he questioned him which we all do yes he questioned him because he felt like he wasn't the right person for it he, because he felt like he couldn't give anything in return but god is a god God is amazing. God is loving where he's going to continue to pour out blessings if you're obedient. Because as the angel said, um, his obedience, um, Abraham will be greatly blessed with many nations because of obedience. Because we act in obedience, God will bless us. He will genuinely and earnestly bless us with the things that we need, not by what we want. And again, as it says, um, um, Abraham's obedience shows us what it means to trust in God's plan, even when it's difficult or goes against our own desires. And that's where I'll just end it off today before I make this any longer than it should be. But um, that is today's episode, just sharing Abraham's obedience. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys learned something from it. And if you guys um, want to share this podcast, go ahead. Or if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead and share the YouTube video and share it to someone who you think is um really needs to hear this so pray on that and then once god gives you the person to send it to make sure you send it to them and show them this um this word um abraham's obedience and how it is important how we're able to relatable how it's relatable and yeah so i thank you guys for tuning in thank you guys for coming and listening to today's episode i can't wait to talk to you guys next week about the part two of obedience (laughs) i'm not gonna say who's yet so surprise we're gonna do that next week But I can't wait to talk to you guys in the next parts and part two. Make sure if you have any questions or any prayer requests, make sure you reach out on the social media platforms. They'll be in the description below. And again, reach out if you have any suggestions for any future podcast episodes. And that's it for today. I hope you guys are having a blessed day. And you have a good rest of your week. And yeah, bye-bye, guys. Love you all.